0: Fireland Broadcast Network, also coming to you on Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Eber. I've been on vacation. I'm back. I'm rested. I'm ready to go. It's been an incredible uh, week or so in the Premier League that I haven't been with you, so we need to have a little chat about it, of course. It's all about the Premier League, the greatest reality show on earth hands down. So many stories to get to, and as we approach the January window, also we have to ask ourselves about uh, Newcastle United and are they going to be able to pull themselves out of the slump? There are so many stories worthy of discussion. Of course, they are dead bottom of the table along with Lawrence. Look, we've got a lot to get to today. The best way to reach me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Radio or Twitter. Find me at Nick Geber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. I I would love to hear from you. Again, I've been on vacation for a week, so if you were hoping to catch the show and you heard something else or a replay, uh, I apologize, but, you know, I do need to unwind every now and then. Just a brief personal note, I'd like to wish my son Daniel a happy 13th birthday today. He's a teenager, and uh, my life, I'm sure, will be just peachy from this point onwards. Right? Ha-ha. Lots of stories to get to, other than just the situation at Newcastle. Of course, Man City absolutely walloping Leeds United. Uh, We do have some matches coming up this week in the Premier League, and of course over the weekend, as the absolutely crazy holiday season abounds. Also, on another note, in Qatar, an ex-World Cup media officer loses his appeal. This is the guy that broke the story about migrant worker mistreatment in Qatar and a strike that they were having finds himself in jail in Qatar based on, quote-unquote, corruption charges. Look, folks, we have to talk about this. We have to talk about the decision that sent the World Cup to Qatar. And the best, part, best time to do that would be when we get back right here on World Soccer Radio. Uh, Nick Gieber with you. I'd like to welcome all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network What a pleasure it is to have you with me. I'm going to step aside, take a brief break, and I'll be right back to kick it off after this. All right. Uh, TV party tonight it is. Welcome back to the show. World Soccer Radio presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Eber. It is great to be with you. We have a lot to get you to today. I've been on vacation for the last seven, eight days. So uh, once again, I do apologize to everybody tuning in, hoping to get my picks and uh, all of that sort of stuff. But, uh, you know, occasionally you just have to Unwind a little bit, otherwise you will go crazy. Find me on Twitter at Nikiba or Facebook, facebook facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. We have matches on a Thursday, Leicester City, Tottenham. Uh, That is at the KP. We have Chelsea Everton at Stamford Bridge and Liverpool, Newcastle at Anfield. I'm going to give you my picks and also some odds. Now, look, I mentioned odds. And if you know me, you know I like to do a little sports betting. Uh, Again, it's just... Just fun for me, you know. I, I don't. It's not part of my life uh, lifestyle. It's not my identity. Uh, but I thoroughly enjoy placing a small uh, wager here and there on a particular game because it just just kind of kicks up the whole enjoyment factor a little bit, if you know what I mean. Well, I have to tell you, I, I use BetOnline.ag, and, and they're back, and they're better than ever. If you've used them as I have for like you know 20 years, uh, it, this new web interface they have, uh, and they put it in for uh, so that you could, uh, they, they released it a little bit early uh, b- with the rest of the NBA season coming up. You know they wanted to give you more props, odds and lines. Uh, you've got to love this new website. They are the number one spot for all basketball and gridiron and soccer action this season. If you head over to the new updated desktop or mobile website, just sign up today and receive. A 50% welcome bonus. That's right. A 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code BLEAV50. That's Believe50 to receive your bonus from basketball, football, soccer, NHL, boxing, UFC, all the way to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the really wonderful offers available for your sport. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet online. It's where the game starts, and this show is presented by a bet online. Uh, and it is, uh, I thank them because without them, you know, I don't get on the air. Hey, look, uh, before we get to the Premier League and everything else, um, a former employee of Qatar's 2022 World Cup organisers. This is the guy who raised concerns. His name's Abdullah Ibrahiss. He raised concerns over migrant workers. And again, he worked for Qatar's 2022 World Cup organising committee. He goes out, he starts raising concern about the terrible way migrant workers are treated in Qatar. All of a sudden, the guy gets arrested and charged with corruption, thrown in jail. And I have to tell you, this guy, Abdullah ibhais just got sentenced to prison in Qatar for... Corruption. He's claiming he was coerced into signing a confession by Qatari security services. Uh, Qataris say the trial was fair, that he was convicted on the basis of strong and credible evidence. Uh, However, fair square said the failure of FIFA to call Qatar to to the carpet on this uh, allowed this verdict to happen. Uh, There was no evidence against this guy other than what he said he was coerced into saying. And by the way, the bloke's are Jordanian, he was media manager for Qatar's Supreme Committee for Delivering Legacy, which is overseeing the prep for the World Cup. I mean, it is unbelievable. Abhayes was initially arrested in November on the basis of allegations that he was engaged in activities aimed at, quote, harming the state or its security. He told two campaign groups interrogators coerced him into confessing. He was denied access to a lawyer. He says it was because he criticized internally the Supreme Committee's handling of a strike by migrant workers that happened over unpaid wages, unpaid wages back in August 2019. He was arrested on the 15th of November just before he was due to be interviewed by two journalists from Norwegian Public Broadcasting. Those journalists themselves were later detained by Qatari security forces for 30 hours. It is an outrage. It is unbelievable to me after what is, it, it, look, if you believe that Qatar won the World Cup without bribery and backroom deals and, you know, unethical and illegal methods, you, you're very, very, very naive. I, I, and I've said this a long time. Qatar's I, I, the, the only half of the problem. Uh, FIFA in and of itself <coughs> was certainly back then a ridiculously corrupt organization. So, yeah, they were just playing the game, absolutely. They played it better than everybody else, absolutely, and that's why they got the World Cup. But it doesn't change the fact that it's a place that treats their migrant workers like crap. And for all of FIFA's jaw-jacking about, you know, building uh, the game for the people and building up for the community and all the good deeds and fine work they do... It's funny to me that they've given the World Cup to a country that is treating the people that are building the infrastructure in that, com- in that country like absolute crap. That they're giving them the World Cup. They're not holding them to task here at all. It is shameful. It is shocking. And again, it's just FIFA turning a blind eye to the corruption that exists and is endemic in FIFA. It, there is going to come a point when FIFA is going to have to go and it's going to have to be replaced with another fully transparent world body. The corruption in FIFA is ridiculous. And the idea that a a member of Qatar's own organizing committee who tries to come out and raise an alarm flag internally about the poor treatment of migrant workers, then gets arrested, detained, supposedly coerced, and then convicted, and FIFA does nothing. FIFA should be saying, hey, this bloke goes free, or else the World Cup is off. We'll move it to the United States, or we'll move it to somewhere, or the UK, or somewhere where there's a ton of stadiums and a lot of infrastructure, and we can do it. That will get these blokes listening. I mean, a country the size of a postage stamp that has a population less than a small city in the United States should, under no circumstances, have been given the World Cup to begin with. A country with zero footballing history. But they did. And in order to build the infrastructure, because they had none. I mean, what is FIFA doing? I mean, I'm just looking back at this now and finally thinking, you know, after all these years, the stupidity here just goes without saying. It's just unbelievable. It's time to start threatening Qatar that if they don't get their act together and knock this crap off, that they are going to lose the World Cup. There is no other way you're going to get their attention. But I don't think FIFA will ever show, um, hmm, what would the word I would use? Uh, Huevos intestinal fortitude, testicular fortitude, to do that. Because for FIFA, it's all about the money. And it always has been. And you can get rid of the Michel Platini's and the Set Blatters, and it's always going to be the same, same old, same old, same old corruption. Nothing ever will change it. I'd like to see a change. What do you think? Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Um... I did mention that we are on the American Forces Radio as well as uh, the Sports Byline, Broadcast, uh, Sports Byline Broadcast Network and SiriusXM, and it is great to be talking to all of our men and women in uniform around the world. You can find the podcast right after the show is over on our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V Podcast Network, or really anywhere you want to download your podcast, whether that's Google or Apple or you know um, Spotify or what have you. You can find them there. Today is going to be the day that they're going right, so to throw it back to you. To World Soccer Radio on the Broadcast Network, Sirius XM, and the uh, American Forces Network, as well as streaming on iHeartRadio. Tune in the award winning Sirius XM app, and of course, the podcast on the Believe BLEAV podcast network. Nick Eber with you. Um, great to be with you. I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. On the East Coast, if you're listening on Sports Overnight America, uh, we do have a lot to get to today uh, as we are in the middle of a full Premier League week. Uh, Don't worry, though. I'm going to give you my picks for the matches tomorrow. That's Leicester Tottenham at the KP. That's Chelsea Everton at Stamford Bridge and Liverpool Newcastle at Anfield. We're going to get to all of that. Don't you worry, I promise. Excuse me. Last segment, talk a little bit about the corruption in FIFA, which is just endemic. And, And I think until FIFA gets, you know, blown up and rebuilt as something else, I think we are forever going to be dealing with a thoroughly corrupt organization that essentially is responsible to nobody. Yeah, Newcastle United, who are uh, rolling around the bottom of the table. I mean, you know, if we, if we want to talk about a, a team that is just has been terrible this season, uh, Newcastle United is uh, clearly, clearly that team. Despite a managerial change, despite having the richest owners in the world coming in and buying them, uh, you know this team is in serious, serious jeopardy of relegation. They are, however, only three points clear of the drop zone, so you know that's a that's a good thing. But they have won one in sixteen matches. They've scored seventeen goals, which is the most of the bottom three. But they've conceded 34 goals, which ties them with Norwich for the most goals conceded this season so far. And it just gets worse. Because Newcastle's next match is Thursday against Liverpool at Anfield. Against a team that has scored 45 goals on the season and conceded only 12. And has lost only one game. So Newcastle's won only one. Liverpool have lost only one. Things don't bode well for Newcastle United, particularly given the fact that um, Watford playing Crystal Palace and Burnley are playing Aston Villa. Although you never know with Aston Villa. So it's very interesting. So what are they going to do? They have the richest owners in the world now, the Saudi Investment Fund. They clearly don't want the team to get relegated. Appointing uh, anyhow is, is a great move. He's the right guy for the job. But we often ask ourselves, you know, just who? The, the interesting thing becomes now: who are they going to go out for? And we, we've talked a little bit about them going after the Man United, uh, Jesse Lingards, for example, is a, is a great example. That's exactly the right profile of player. That they should be looking for. Uh, I've heard about them going after Deli Alley at Tottenham. That's another great player, and and, and I could see Deli Alley leaving if the money's right and the opportunity's good ahead. Why not? He's twenty five years old. He's a great player. He's become a little marginalised at Spurs. Why not do that? These would be fantastic signings. Newcastle United if they were to make those signings and who knows maybe a guy like Paul Pogba who's going to go out of contract at Man United and go for a free and by the way the financial aspects of the Pogba saga for Man United are just outrageous you know this is a guy came up through the system left on a free then they bought him back for all sorts of money I mean, it just just, just goes... It's crazy, right? And now he's going to go on a free again. After, quite frankly, having had minimal impact at United. But that's the type of player that they want. There's also rumour that they're going to go raid uh, for Kieran Trippier. Think about that for a minute. Jesse Lingard... Hit Athletic uh, uh, Jesse Lingard from United hit up Atletico for uh, Jesse Lingard, thirty-one years old. I mean, he, wouldn't he be perfect to come to Newcastle United if the money's right? I don't know. People are warning that there's a big risk behind you know going to Newcastle. I don't think there's any risk for him. What's the risk? He's going to be one of the marquee players. At a club that has really a fabulous future in front of it, in a city where there is only really one big team, one team, and that's Newcastle United, that's extremely well supported. I mean, I, 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 I really. What is the downside? Well, the downside, of course, is what happens if. What happens if they get relegated? If they get relegated. You know who's going to want to go? I I I don't know. Someone like Kieran Trippier, thirty-one years old, he may not want to fight through a promotion battle. We'll see. But mark my words: Newcastle United are going to pick out the type of players that they want, including maybe a guy like Obama Yang at Arsenal. You know they can pick out all these disgruntled guys who have great talent, great possibility. And if Eddie Howe's the right guy, they could certainly make a uh, make something really special happen. And I'd like to see it. I, I like Newcastle. I, I mean, I'm not I'm not a Newcastle fan. I, I just they're just one club that you know. I just think they, they've had such poor ownership, uh, such such misguided ownership over the years, that now they have an opportunity. And they're unlike unlike Norwich City, who just they kind of gave up already before they even came to the Premier League, right? I mean, look at how Norwich play in the Premier League versus look at how Leeds United play in the Premier League. (laughs) Leeds United came up, and every game is a gamble for them. They throw the dice. They throw everything at it. They do whatever they can to win. And yeah, you know, most games they don't win, and this season they've only won three of them. But they are not afraid. They're going to go toe-to-toe with you in the Prem. They don't care. They're here. They may as well give it the most. They have ambition. Same thing with Brentford, a team with ambition, right? I don't see it at Newcastle at uh, Norwich, excuse me, but I now see it at Newcastle. So we'll wait and see what happens. all right, let's uh, keep moving around the world of football. Barcelona, they're planning to raid Chelsea for Ian Matson, their left back, who's out on loan at Coventry. Uh, you know, <laughs> Barcelona, another interesting team, right? I mean, out of the Champions League, just not playing particularly good football. Financially, they are on shaky ground. All of La Liga is on shaky ground. You know, they did this crazy deal for the media rights, and the big team stayed out of it, and they sold, pre-sold like 50% of the media rights or whatever. Forget what the number was. You'll excuse me. I mean, I, I think Barcelona and Madrid are going to have real trouble keeping up with the money in the Premier League. There's no way. So now Barcelona, interesting, looking at kind of the same profile of teams that Newcastle are. I mean, are players like Aubameyang. And who would have thought that? Real Madrid apparently have approached Liverpool uh, sporting director Michael Edwards. Now, this is the guy that really has been a large part of the mastermind um, uh, around the resurgence at Anfield under the new owners of Fenway Sports Group. Well, not so new anymore, but you know what I mean. Better than the Gillette disaster. He's leaving, and I think that's a real blow to Liverpool. And if he goes to Real Real Madrid, that is a real benefit to Real Madrid. That is the profile with that moneyball approach. Just what Madrid and Barcelona, I would think, at this point, when they're dealing with limited finances and having to compete in a big market, that's exactly the profile of what they're looking for. I hope he doesn't go, because I don't really care about Real Madrid or Barcelona. We'll see what happens. West Ham trying to pick up uh, Nathaniel Phillips from Liverpool. Even though he's out injured right now, yeah, I, I sometimes wonder if Klopp would let him go. Klopp needs a deep team. He needs a team with talent. He needs a young team, and uh, you know, 24 years old, the guy's, you know, really a quality player. Uh, I, I just, I, I don't know. We'll have to see. We know that you know he's looking at. A bunch of players right now that he'd like to bring in, including Adama Traore, who currently plays for Wolves. And again, you know, it's hard to look at Adama; who's had an all, who's had a, a really not a great season this season, disappointing season, I think. Right, but you know, he's a type of player that's going to give speed and pace and strength. To Liverpool when they need it, and also further increase their depth when they need it. Interesting stuff. We'll have to keep posted on that. In other discussions, if you're a fan of MLS, Valentin Castellanos, who plays at uh, NYCFC, being apparently tracked by West Ham United. Be interesting to see another MLS player make his way over to the Premier League. All right, that's enough yakking for me. I've got to go to break. When I come back, I'm going to give you my picks for tomorrow's match in the Premier League. This is World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Eber. Great to be back. Stay with me here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, a Sirius XM, iHeartRadio. Tune in, and well, you know where to get me. I'll be right back after this. for radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. I'm Nick Eber, your host. Great to be with you. Uh, we've got uh, some Premier League matches to talk about. Let's talk about the state of the Premier League as it sits right now today. And it is, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I say this a lot and I, sometimes I kind of feel like I'm, you know, I don't know, a, a broken a little bit of a broken record, right? It is, without, uh, without a doubt, the greatest reality show in the world. The matches we've had midweek have been really f- fantastic, by the way, I have to say, including... Uh, now, we've had a couple of COVID cancellations. Brentford Man United was postponed because of COVID, uh, but Villa beat Norwich, which, you know, bad news for, for Norwich, right? Uh, Man City thumped Leeds 7-0, Wolves beat Brighton, Crystal Palace, Southampton, and then Thursday we have Leicester City, Tottenham, Chelsea, Everton, and Liverpool, Newcastle. Um, Nothing on Friday, and then of course straight into the weekend, including some wonderful matchups. Leeds United-Arsenal should be really, really fun. Uh, United-Brighton should actually be a pretty good game. And then we have um, Liverpool-Spurs, which is clearly kind of the marquee game of the weekend, if you want to forget about Everton-Leicester City, which should also be a great game. By the way, Rafa Benitez is in some trouble. There's no doubt about that. But let's talk about the matches tomorrow, shall we? Let's talk about the matches for Thursday, the midweek matches for Thursday. Let's start with uh, Leicester City, uh, Tottenham Hotspur, and uh, the way things stand right now, Tottenham have won three in a row, beating Leeds, beating Brentford, and beating Norwich. Now, honestly, Tottenham should be beating those teams. They drew Everton before that, and they lost 3-0 to Man United. Tottenham are one of these teams. They are kind of getting their act going again. But, you know, a little bit up, old, up and down Leicester City are as well, though. They beat Villa. They lost to Man City. And they beat, uh, um, they, pardon me. They beat Palace, excuse me, let let me get this right here for you. Uh, They lost against Chelsea, they beat Watford, they drew Southampton, they lost uh, to Villa, and then they beat Newcastle 4-0. They are up and down, up and down, up and down Leicester City. They're eighth in the table, Tottenham is seventh. There's not much separating them, there's three points separating them. This is a big match. Now, what are the primary differences when I look at these teams? Leicester City scoring 27 goals, which is a very good amount. Tottenham having trouble scoring goals. Now, they have scored seven goals in their last three matches. But if you think about it, actually, that's seven goals in five matches going back to scoreless against United and scoreless against Everton. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that rolls. And with Leicester, you just can't really predict anything. Because, you know, when you look at him and and Brandon Rogers is a great manager but when you look at Leicester City you think wow you know they're back they're finally scoring goals and then boom they just kind of give it up I think though this is at home this is after the Newcastle thumping and that was a great match for for Lester look nothing builds confidence more than beating someone and scoring a boatload of goals now Still no guarantee this game's gonna go forward because uh, Tottenham had their game on Sunday against Brighton Castle because of COVID. But uh we'll have to see. Plus, by the way, Jamie Vardy got rest over the weekend. I, I, I like Leicester City for this match. If I had to pick, and I do, and I'm gonna tell you, I would pick Leicester City. Right now they are the odds makers' favorites at plus one hundred thirty seven. Tottenham plus 195, the draw plus 265. I may be tempted to go for the draw, but I actually think at the KP, depending on who's you know not got COVID, I'm going to have to go with Leicester City for this one, plus 137. Again, all odds and money lines courtesy of our title sponsor, a BetOnline.ag. Let's go to the next match, shall we? Where it is a very, very, very difficult outing ahead. For Rafa Benitez. Going back to another club he used to manage, which is Chelsea. Um, and he wasn't really loved at Chelsea, by the way. He got a really hot reception when he took the helm at Chelsea, if you remember. He got a very hot reception when he took the helm at Everton. Although, to the Everton fans' credit, they are under—they understand that there's more issues with their team than just the managers. So they're letting Rafa breathe a bit, but they are really in trouble. I suppose Everton's saving grace, if they have one, is that they're scoring goals. Usually Benitez's teams defensively are really good. But Everton is sitting fourth in the table, and they have the worst defensive record out of all the teams from 15 to 1. They've conceded about as many goals as Watford not quite as many as Newcastle, and they've conceded more goals than Burnley. I mean, that is, for a Rafa Benitez side, by the way, that is absolutely shocking. Usually his sides are really, really solid defensively, but, you know, there's something about this team. And then on the Chelsea side, you know, this is a team that was kind of in do no wrong mode. Then they had that draw against United, then that big loss against David Moyes at West Ham. They did t- turn it around eked out a three two win against Leeds United, you know, I always felt that Chelsea were going to drop points at some point along the way here. I think we're seeing that, but <coughs> excuse me um even though they haven't really been playing that well, Chelsea and yeah, you know, it's a long season right it's a long season and and, and there's a, a certain a degree of that that is to be expected I, I just don't think that Everton can do anything against Chelsea. Chelsea have kind of too many options defensively, too many options going forward. Everton are too shaky defensively. There's very, there's almost no way I see Everton winning this one. And that, by the way, would make it five losses in the in a row for Everton, which is, I don't think uh, a stat that anyone, well, okay, no, I'm sorry. I forget about the loss against, Ar- the win against Arsenal, pardon me naughty of me. Sorry, Everton. Sorry, Toffees. But if you think about it, okay, they have won one match since the 25th of September when they beat Norwich. And it's not like they're draw specialists. They've only drawn two of them. In ten matches, they've lost seven, drawn two, and won one. That's pretty bad. So it would be... the last five, they've lost lost 4-1-1. If they lose this one, it'll be five losses and one win in the last six. And I have to wonder at some point, I mean, all the papers are saying that, you know, Benitez has met with ownership and everything's fine and he's not going anywhere. But at some point, somebody has to face the blame. Just like the corporate world, just like any world you live in, when the... Everyone says, you know, the buck stops with me. It never stops with ownership and the people at the executive level making the decision. It always stops with the manager. At some point, at some point, they're going to hold Benitez accountable. And I think it's unfair, but it's kind of inevitable. All right, last match at Anfield. This is Thursday. Liverpool, Newcastle. Uh, Oh, by the way, did I give you the odds for Chelsea? I didn't. Excuse me. So AG has Chelsea as a prohibitive favourite at minus 425 at the bridge. I'm going to agree with that. Uh, the over-under is uh, 2.5. Over 2.5 is plus 125. Uh, I think that's a fairly reasonable... Oh, uh, You know, yeah, I think, they, I think it's going to be a 3-0, 2-0 victory here. So I don't know that I'd take the over-under. Liverpool-Newcastle, on the other hand, is a different matter. The over 2.5 for the Liverpool Newcastle game is minus 170. Over 3.5 is minus 120. That means the odds makers are still thinking that it's a negative bet for them that Liverpool are going to score four goals or more. I mean, that is crazy stuff, folks, in this game. I can't wax poetic about the team. I happen to support them, but, I mean, Liverpool are really insane. 45 goals 12 against uh yeah man city are now at 40 but they scored 7 against leeds okay it's it's crazy stuff that you have two teams in this league right now that together have 85 goals sets what uh, 16 or 17 matches in it really is insane It is going to be a tight title race between Man City, Liverpool, and Chelsea. The rest of the teams, you know, West Ham is already eight points behind Chelsea. United, uh, nine points behind Chelsea. Arsenal, ten points behind Chelsea. Tottenham, eleven. I just don't see West Ham, you know, it's going to be musical chairs for that fourth Champions League spot. And right now, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't bet against West Ham United getting it. I will agree, Man United have had a nice run since Ole Gunnar Solskjaer left. Beating Arsenal, beating Palace, beating Norwich. But again, it's Arsenal, Palace, Norwich. And Arsenal once again, up in the top ten, up in sixth spot, after having sort of pulled their season around. It's still not scoring goals. If you don't score goals in this league, you're not going to win. That's just the way it is you have to score goals well let me give you the predictions this is what betonline.ag say about this match liverpool minus 800 newcastle <coughs> plus 2100 i don't see that being a good bet on either side here there's really just a not not enough in this what's the score line here you know i'm Gonna go out on a limb, and I'm going to say that I would not be incredibly surprised to see a four-nil, five-nil scoreline here. The question is, if you you know look at Newcastle, is you know for all of Eddie Howe's, pardon me, for all of Eddie Howe's skill at managing through relegation battles, uh, you know this may be a bridge too far for him. I don't think it would be the end of the world, because they would go down to the championship, retool, bounce back, and then, you know, be in a better place. But as it stands right now, I, I mean, you know, it's matches like this that make you really, really wonder uh, about the future of Newcastle United. If we look ahead at their schedule, it doesn't get any easier. Okay, they have Liverpool tomorrow. On Sunday, they host Manchester City. On Monday, they host Manchester United. And on Thursday, they go to Goodison Park and play Everton Football Club. It is really bad news come the end of the year for Newcastle United. They could be in serious, serious, serious relegation jeopardy even more. The way they look right now, I don't see them getting a single point out of these next four matches. All right, this is World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Eber. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Hope you'll be with me each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. I'm going to step aside, take a break, and I'm going to come back, recap my picks, and wrap it all up for you. Stay with me. Thanks. Right. Uh, welcome back. Uh, by the way, just a quick note. I uh, had, a, had a great weekend. Uh, I've been involved with a company called Garlic Games, um, helping produce some events that they have. Uh, had a wonderful Sunday. I mean, other than the fact that we booked some incredible musical acts for them. Got to sit in a room with Steve Stevens and Billy Idol, um, the Stone, Stone Temple Pilots, uh, Alice Cooper, and um, sit in a room with basically just me and one other person while I heard all of these incredible sets. And... Uh, I want to thank Matt Sorum from Guns N' Roses for helping make that possible for me. It was great. Thank you, Matt. Great to meet Billy and Alice, and fantastic time was had by all. All right, back to the Premier League. Leicester City, Tottenham. I'm saying you're going to take uh, Leicester City on this one at plus 137. Again, all odds courtesy of our title sponsor, BetOnline.ag. At Stamford Bridge, there's no way I see Rafa Benitez getting any points off Chelsea And Thomas Tuchel, I just don't see it. Take Chelsea, minus 425. Again, not the best odds, but this is kind of a difficult one because I don't see Everton really getting any points out of this one. Liverpool, Newcastle, folks, don't put a dime on Newcastle. There is no way they're going to get anything out of this game. Liverpool just too strong for them. Look. Crazy things can happen. We all remember that 7-1 drubbing Aston Villa delivered to Liverpool at Anfield. But uh, Newcastle doesn't have that same spark and drive that Aston Villa had. I just don't see it. And I think Newcastle will probably go through the rest of this year without getting a single point Extra. So once again, take Leicester, take Chelsea, take Liverpool, head over to betonline.ag uh, and make it happen. Again, promo code BLEAV50 and get 50% bonus on your first deposit. All right. Find the, remember to find the podcast on our podcast network, the Believe BLEAV podcast network. I'll be back with you tomorrow right here for more World Soccer Radio.